Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star to receive it like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. Beautiful people, welcome to this Friday, Friday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. And something big went down last night. As you guys know, who tuned into the Thursday edition of the show, we spent yesterday's current sports breaking down what was going to be and what now is the 2021 NBA draft. That's right, the draft is now in the books, and it is particularly important for Detroit Pistons fans out there. It's exciting for Detroit Pistons fandom because the Pistons, for the first time since 1970, when they drafted Bob Lanier, the first time since 1970 that the Pistons have had the number one pick In the NBA draft. That's right. What a night it was. Uh, First off, the spectacle that is the NBA draft. It it was great to to see, you know, fans in the house, fans in the stands, if you will, watching the NBA draft as name after name after name was called. You know, we we got back to some kind of uh, normalcy, if you will, after a, a year in which the NBA draft looked very, very different, right? Uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But, you know, it, it was great to see, you know, both the uh, the, the broadcast team there and then the fans in the stands and rooting or booing whatever pick was announced by Commissioner Adam Silver. And, you know, the suits, uh, the suit game, you know, what these guys wear every single year is always a, a great talking point, right? And there were some, there were some fly brothers in the house, right? And uh, I thought that the broadcast crew did a great job. You know, I, I really liked seeing, you know, um, uh, Jalen Rose really do his thing. Kevin Nagande and um, Chini Owumike. I really liked those three. And, and, you know, they brought like a, a different, you know, more relaxed uh, atmosphere to the NBA draft. And they were just out there just having fun and, and talking about, you know, just just how monumental this is for, for each of these these young men. And they were also um, joined with, um, um, you know, joined by, excuse me, Malika Andrews, who is a, a budding young star 
in in our business. Um, but you know, it was the first time ever that ESPN produced a simulcast for the NBA draft because again on ABC you had Rose Awumake and and Nagandi along with Andrews Uh, but on ESPN you had Reese Davis Jay Billis and Kendrick Perkins and also uh, NBA draft uh, analyst Mike Schmidt was on there as well and uh, then you had NBA insider, the know-it-all man when it comes to the NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski, who was doing his thing. And uh, ESPN's coverage also provided commentary and analysis by front office insider Bobby Marks, host Rachel Nichols, and analyst Richard Jefferson. So it was all hands on deck for the mothership. That is ESPN last night. The mothership is Dan Patrick. I likes to call it, right? So it, it was just really cool, man. Really cool to tune in and see it. You know, great production as always. And then that number one pick went down. The first pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons select Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State University. And I told you guys, I told you guys that those were the words that you were going to hear when that clock struck zero, when the Pistons pick and Adam Silver walked to that podium with the first pick of the 2021 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons select Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State University. I told you yesterday that those words were going to come out of his lips and that's exactly what happened. He was the obvious pick. No surprise there, right? Cade Cunningham is so dynamic. You know, there was only one problem that I had last night after his name was called. But first off, let's talk about the good. You know, Cade Cunningham, clear number one pick. If if there had been any other team in that position, Cade Cunningham's name would have still been called. And, you know, you look at his ceiling. You know, that of a perennial MVP candidate at some point in his in his NBA career, you know, going to be a multiple time all star. You know, that's what everybody foresees in his future because of just how good this young man is. And, you know, he's a two way star. He can play defense. He's got great passing ability, great vision. Right. And then his shooting ability. You know, there is really nothing that Cade Cunningham doesn't do well. You know, you watch his his highlights and, and, you know, you, you see him shoot the basketball in rhythm. You see him take the ball off the dribble and drive to the lane. You see him post up and, and find the ball off the glass and in. You see him passing the ball. You see him running the floor like a point guard and and, you know what what Trey Weaver expounded upon was how you know uh he has a hard time when it comes to to putting you know together his top five or I don't know he may say Mount Rushmore I don't know one of those when it comes to putting together his top NBA players of all time he has a hard time excluding Larry Bird off of that list 
because of how beautiful his basketball mind was, his basketball IQ. Because Larry Bird was one of the the smartest players in NBA history. The way he thought the game. He wasn't the most athletic dude, but the way he thought the game. Now, in Kay Cunningham, you have you have the total package. You have athleticism, you have shooting ability, you have passing ability, you have point guard ability in a six eight frame, right? But the way he thinks basketball, I mean, you, you'll see him nine times out of ten. When you, when you watch the way Cade Cunningham plays the game of basketball, he is going to make the correct basketball play. He's going to find the open man. All right? Or, or if he needs to create a shot, he's going to create, a, create his shot. I mean, they, they were comparing him. And this is a problem that I have. This, this is the, the, the bad that I have when it comes to this. Because the only thing that annoys me right now is how all of these these basketball analysts, these basketball experts, who I who I really respect, you know, I love Jay Billis. You know, I think Jay Billis is is probably the best basketball analyst in the game today. Period. But but when you hear him you know, uh, fawn over Cade Cunningham the way he did last night and the way he is. It's just It just makes me a little more uncomfortable because, and I think this is more so my fandom speaking probably, it's so early. You know, the dude hasn't played one NBA game. Now, I get it. Number one overall pick, he, he's going to be a star in the league, but just how bright that star shines. Can we pump the brakes just a little bit? You know, I'm, I'm hearing Kay Cunningham's name on ESPN last night alongside the likes of guys like, you know, a, a Magic Johnson and a, and a Grant Hill and, 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 a, and already a Luka Doncic, you know, guys like that. That, that, that's what I'm hearing right now. You know, I, I'll just I'll just read you some of the quotes from last night. Quote, this, this is from Jay Billis. Quote, I think he's a superstar. I think he's going to be all NBA. I think he's going to be an all-star. Detroit is going to talk about a Grand Hill comparison once he gets there. He's got that kind of ability. He's not the freak athlete like Grand Hill was but at this stage of his career he's ahead of where grant was at his skill level and his ability to shoot the ball he can finish at the rim the only bad thing you can say about k cunningham is he's just a great athlete he's not a freak that's the worst thing you can say again that's coming from the great jay billis and jay billis went on to say that he may be Cade cunningham may very well be the best all-around basketball prospect that he's ever seen. Yeah. I, I mean, really, I mean, there, there's been a lot of, of, of great NBA legends out there. And, and I'm just sitting there listening to this like, hold on, can we just, 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 let's just stop here. All right, this dude hasn't played one game, and yet you're already, I mean, when you make a statement like that, you're already crowning him. Mike Schmidt of ESPN, quote, he's the most complete prospect that I have ever evaluated. Maybe he's not as explosive as Zion Williamson or as special as Luka Doncic. Hold on, hold on. First of all, Mike, how can you say 
he's the most complete prospect I've ever evaluated. And then on the very next sentence, you, you start to reel it on back a little bit. You know, or maybe not as explosive as Zion or, or as special. What does special mean? Now, he's not as special as Luka Doncic, but you just said that he's the most complete prospect you've ever evaluated. I, that's why when it comes to the, these analysts, man, take it with a grain of salt, man. Take it with a truckload of salt, I'll say. All right? Like, like, come on, dude. Are you just trying to get the ratings up or the, the clicks? I mean, come on, man. I, I just get I get so uncomfortable. It's the same, it's the same thing. You know, when it comes to Imani Bates, the Imani Bates conversation that we always have here on Current Sports, you know, and, and, and on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you know, Magic, Michael, LeBron, Imani, and then Imani's sitting there on the cover, you know, like the chosen one, like he's Jesus Shuttlesworth. It's like, come on, man. He has not, Kay Cunningham has not played a game in the NBA, and we're, and we're, and we're getting these kind of evaluations just I, no doubt about it. I think Cunningham is going to be a star. Just how bright that star shines, we will see. But I'm not going to start comparing him to to you know greats like Magic Johnson and and, and current greats like like Luka Doncic already. You know, but that's what we do. That's that's the that's the world we live in. That's the hot take world we live in. I guess. But again, back to Mike Schmidt. Quote, he is the most complete prospect I have ever evaluated. Maybe he's not as explosive as Zion Williamson or as special as Luka Doncic. But when you go down the line and check the boxes, this kid has been a winner at every single level. I think he is going to be a superstar in the NBA. There's that word again, superstar. I think he's probably the second best perimeter prospect in the last decade behind Doncic. Um, you know, then he goes on to say, Cade has the upside of Luka Doncic. When you talk about the six foot eight frame uh, and six foot eight playmakers, that's what every NBA team is looking for. I think his floor is a Chris Middleton type. It starts with his ability to get that step back move. And he went on and on and on and on, uh, breaking down his versatility. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, big perk, who has become a staple on ESPN now, doing a great job, even though I don't agree with all of his takes. Quote, this kid is a bona fide superstar in the making. I think he's the most complete player since LeBron James. Wow. You see what I'm saying here? You, you see what I am saying. Perk goes on to say, quote, he is so versatile. Versatility is the main thing. Then being able to contribute and make others around you better. He is mature and his leadership skills are great. Um, but you know what? I, I love I love what, what Jalen Rose and, and Chini Ogumake had to say. You know, they, they were on the uh, the ESPN broadcast and they praised him by leaving room for him to write his own story, not crowning him already. Uh, and Jalen, of course, shout out to the D. What up, though? Right? I'm from the west side of Detroit. Jalen Rose is from Detroit, born and raised. So it was also very cool when, when Kay Cunningham did this. So I got to buff up, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Detroit. Oh, you're up now. What I'm looking at? I'm in this one. Yeah, you're in this one right here. Detroit, I'm all the way in. Detroit Pistons, I'm all the way in. Let's do it. Congratulations, Katie. <laughs> That's right. You heard it. 
Kay Cunningham, when he was sitting there with Malika Andrews, he put on the buffs. Now, if you don't know what buffs are, buffs are sunglasses, right? Um, specifically, Cartier sunglasses. Uh, Cartier, it's just a Detroit thing, man, to rock Cartier sunglasses. Um, and that, that was made popular by, you know, Blade Icewood, uh, who got his uh, his last name, Icewood. Blade Icewood was a former um, uh, rapper in Detroit who sadly uh, passed away, uh, was murdered. Um, but he got his last name, Icewood, because on his Cartier frames, you know, uh, you know they, they call it the temples, you know, that hook to your ears, right? That part of the, the, uh, the eyeglass. Um, he put diamonds in the wood because those on Cartier sunglasses, they are, th- those, the temples are wood. And he put diamonds in the wood. There you go. Icewood, right? So Blade Icewood. But he made those popular back in the day. Uh, shout out to the Cheddar Boys. Um, uh, and I got a chance to, to be, I'm just blessed, man, to be, to be a, a cast in the uh, Detroit film Cheddar Boys that will be coming out soon that profiles that, that moment in Detroit's history. But anyway. So that's where that history comes from. That's why he put on those sunglasses. They are a staple in Detroit, and he embraced Detroit right off the rip. I loved that moment because he's saying to Detroit, hey, city of Detroit, I am all in. I love you guys. I'm going to work my tail off. I am here to stay. Let's make some magic happen. So him putting on those those Detroit staple frames and looking in the camera and saying that was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But uh, Jalen Rose... His evaluation from last night, quote, he's got the whole city behind him. The thing about the Detroit Pistons in the mid-80s, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals six times and won two championships with the Bad Boys. We had Bad Boys 2 in the early 2000s. There is great tradition in Detroit. We are going to welcome him with open arms. We need a face of the franchise, and he's 19 years of age. There you go. I love it. I love it, Jay Rose. Uh, he's speaking on behalf of the city there. We are very excited, man. I mean, you, you look at... The response from the city of Detroit, you know, watching local television last night, hopping on Twitter, you know, the text that I've shared with with fellow Detroit Pistons fans who are my homies. Everybody's excited about this young kid. And we all believe that he is going to be a superstar. But I I just felt a little uncomfortable last night when I heard Kay Cunningham's name spoken alongside these NBA greats and NBA legends. It's like, dude, chill. All right, we get it. He's a, he's an amazing prospect. He's probably going to be a star. He's got MVP potential. But to, to already say, I mean, uh, he's the best prospect I've ever seen. He's the best prospect since LeBron James. Like, dude, pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, but that's the world we live in, man. We love hot takes. We love buzz. We love, you know, tweet-worthy takes, that, that get a lot of clicks and retweets and quote tweets and all this stuff, man. Um, and then you had uh, Chini Awumake, who does a great job. Shout out to the uh, Awumake sisters, man. They, they do an awesome, awesome job. Uh, quote, he is so poised. What I, love about, what I love about him is that while everyone was out there playing checkers, he was out there playing chess. If you think about Kay Cunningham, it's about being clutch. He's just so poised. A lot of guys in the NBA have go-to moves and they work on counter moves. He had that already at Oklahoma State. He's super talented and extremely clutch. So you will not read a bad review on Kay Cunningham. 
now I'm just hoping that this this young brother uh, continues to to have a high motor, a high work ethic, does not get injured, takes care of his body, and hey, we could see something very very special, man. I mean, and just as a 19 year old, again, he's only 19. As a 19 year old freshman last season at Oklahoma State, he was college basketball's best clutch scorer. Averaged 20 points, six rebounds, almost four assists per game, almost two ass- two steals per game. And that was over 27 games, shooting 40% from three, 40% from three, collecting 103 points in the clutch. Um, that's according to Synergy. I guess that's like the last like three minutes of a, of a game. Um, and uh, he was 47 for 50 from the free throw line. So, you know, you look at those numbers, that's why you get high praise right there because of those kind of numbers, that kind of game. And he, again, he's got a great basketball mind. He is so smart and, and seems ahead of his time when it comes to the way he thinks the game. So, uh, Kay Cunningham, welcome to Detroit. Uh, you know, th- this this young man is is uh is from Arlington, Texas. Home. Home of my Dallas Cowboys. So so I'm sure he's a he's got to be a Dallas Cowboys fan if you grew up in in Arlington, Texas, right? Uh even though he did, you know, go to high school uh well he started high school in 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 Arlington and then he went to high school uh eventually down in Florida, but uh he stayed a Cowboy, right? By going to Oklahoma State. Um, but yeah, man. And he also, he also has a daughter. How about that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that until last night. I saw him sitting there with his daughter and, uh, he embraced her of course first. And, and, you know, as he, as he walked up and accepted his Detroit Pistons lid, which man, those new lids that they had last night. That's another thing I really enjoy watching, you know, the different, these different, uh, lids that they have every single NBA draft, but those new ones, man, I had to I probably have to cop me one of those, man. Those are pretty hot. Those are pretty hot. But yeah, he embraces his daughter. And, um, you know, you heard him talk about uh, his daughter. And uh, he mentioned how, you know, she's she's too young to, to really know what this means. But but as she gets older, she will look back on this moment and realize just how special it is. So, yeah. Congratulations to this to this young man. I want to get your thoughts. I, I, I want to know: Are there any negative thoughts on Kay Cunningham? Are you are you guys a little bit skeptical of this? Is it is it too good to be true when you talk about the upside and the glowing reviews from all of these national basketball analysts centered on the evaluation of Kay Cunningham? Five one seven three five five WKAR. Five one seven three five five. 9527 go to facebook.com slash wkar news you can leave us a comment anywhere there on our facebook page uh, and you can also uh, tweet us tweet me directly at al martin wkar or tweet the show at wkar news when we come back i, I want to take a a broader look at what happened last night during the uh the nba draft and I want to give you some thoughts, some takeaways, uh, a few uh, college products here in this state of Michigan where we're chosen. Uh, I'll dive into that and so much more. You are listening to 
the Friday, Friday edition of WKAR's Current Sport. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. You just heard segment A as we, we've been uh, talking about the number one pick of last night's NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons for the first time since 1970, having the number one pick. Bob Lanier was taken back in 1970. Kay Cunningham taken here in the year that is 2021. Um, broke down the glowing reviews that he received from analysts everywhere. Broke down his moment with Malika Andrews where he, he brought out the buffs. All right, threw on the buffs and said, Detroit, I am all in. You got to love this young man. He's hard not to like. All right. Uh, Just I got a few more NBA draft overall NBA draft takeaways. But before I do that, um, I I, I have some some updates when it comes to. Well, I'll start here with with the Tokyo Olympics, uh, because after the after I give this update, I want to go back to um uh, one Michigan State men's basketball player who has uh, reportedly signed a a, uh, a deal um, in the NBA, but uh, East Lansing's own Taylor Manson. You know she is one of the the local products with Michigan State ties or local ties here to the Greater Lansing area who is competing in the Tokyo Olympics and got some unfortunate news. Uh, Taylor Manson's run in the 2020 Olympics ended without an official time yeah very unfortunate stuff here Manson who is a 2017 East Lansing High School graduate she was a member of the four by 400 meter mixed relay squad with Team USA and competed in the in the Tokyo Games today now the four competing Americans entered the event as favorites to capture the gold medal but In the first heat of the event, Team USA was disqualified due to a technical rule, which does not allow competitors to begin running outside their specified zones in the relay. That's rule number 24.19. To be specific, that's right. Alina Irby appeared to be in the wrong position on the track to receive the baton. Ah, oh, that's tough, right? And the Americans were actually one of two teams disqualified. They were disqualified alongside the Dominican Republic. That's right, the DR. Belgium ended up taking the uh, the top official time in the heat at 3.12.75. The top three teams in each heat and the next two fastest times advance to the, to the finals. So uh, the disqualification, the disqualification, excuse me, uh, means that uh, Taylor Manson's Olympic run ends. And she actually became the first East Lansing graduate to reach the World Games since the great, the legendary Judy Brown Clark. That's right. Judy Brown Clark, who won the silver medal in the 400 meter hurdles in the 1984 Olympics out in Los Angeles, California. So, yeah, uh, today, former Michigan State track star and friend of the show, Tori Franklin competed in the triple jump, posting a mark of 13.68 meters 
But unfortunately, that distance was not strong enough to qualify for the finals of the event. So Tori Franklin comes just a bit short of um, of her goal of of uh, you know getting a medal in the in the Olympic Games. But yeah, thirteen point six eight meters was um, her distance there, and, and and that was that was just not good enough. So ah, some unfortunate news out, out of Tokyo for for some of our local products there, right? Okay, and uh, and also I want to let you guys know. That Aaron Henry, you know, we're talking about, you know, the uh, the NBA draft and, and you know, uh, uh, all of these fantastic prospects who are making their NBA dream come true. Well, uh, Aaron Henry has signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, that's according to Adrian Wojnarowski. It's a two-way deal. Uh, Woj's word is golden, right? So um, Aaron Henry, of course, former Michigan State men's basketball star um, who bypassed his senior season to enter the 2021 NBA draft. He did not hear his name called on Thursday, but as soon as the 60th and final selection was made, Woj reported that two-way contract with the 76ers. Um, Henry, uh, of course, had had a stellar year last year, um, 15.4 points per game almost six rebounds per game, 5.6 to be exact, 3.6 assists, and 1.3 steals per game this season. And in that final game, that that overtime loss in the first four against UCLA, he had 16 points. Um, so yeah, uh, Aaron Henry, two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. And you know, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate anytime you don't hear a, you know, former Michigan State men's basketball player chosen in the NBA draft. But again, you, you know, it's always cool when you do see them sign on with the team maybe after the draft to keep that dream alive. All right. I mean, who knows? You know, Aaron Henry, if, if he works his tail off, you know, look at Bryn Forbes as an example. Right. Bryn Forbes worked his tail off. Uh, goes to a great organization that is the San Antonio Spurs, and then, boom, flourishes, right? So there you have that. Also, I know uh, that that Sean D. Brown also um, found a home, and that is with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right. The Lakers signed the Michigan wing. So undrafted Michigan wing Sean D. Brown will be playing alongside one of the greatest players to ever do it in LeBron James. Um, so soak up that experience for sure. And you, I'm going to get to it because I got a few people I want to call out at the end of this hour when it concerns the news that broke last night, right around the same time as the Detroit Pistons draft pick at numero uno with Kay Cunningham. But if you don't know, now you know. Russell Westbrook one of the most dynamic talents in the association. Well, he is now linking up with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and he is a Los Angeles Laker. I think this move is a a big fat L for the Lakers. Yeah. And I'll explain as I close out the Friday edition of 
WKAR's current sports um, during segment C. Okay, but uh, yeah, but hey, um, uh, overall takeaways though. I want to give you guys some overall takeaways, but before I get to segment C, um, you know, I talked about Kay Cunningham, game breaking two way star, do it all guy. Uh, he should be able to make the kind of immediate impact that that rookies are rarely capable of in the association. But I- I'm just impressed at overall what Troy Weaver has been able to do. I can't stop. I can't stop raining the praises of Troy Weaver. I, I really can't. I-, I really think this dude is just so smart. He knows what he's doing. You feel so confident that he's got a firm two hands on this steering wheel and he's driving this Detroit Pistons car to victory. All right. It's just stunning to consider how much talent the Pistons have added through the draft alone over the last eight months. You know, you, you get Kay Cunningham. Also, how about the 2021 Naismith trophy winner in Luca Garza, who was selected in the second round that's right, the big Iowa big man who, who, again, National Player of the Year prospect who we watched on the daily in the Big Ten, who we watched on the daily give opposition like our beloved Michigan State Spartans, the Blues, Luca Garza is going to be rocking the red, white, and royal blue. I love that. Joining, those two players joining a promising young core that already includes Sadiq Bey, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, don't forget Jeremy Grant, who had such a great year last season. Grant is under team control through 2023, and actually, um, you know, Detroit owns matching rights on restricted free agent Himidu Diallo. You know, this team is suddenly set up to compete for a playoff berth immediately. We haven't been able to say that about the Pistons for years folks all right next the toronto raptors with Kyrie, uh, excuse me with kyle thinking of Kyrie irving for some reason with kyle lowry's uh toronto future once again in doubt well the raptors remaining core is compromised all right um the raptors went slightly off the board to select a defensive minded player um seen as the consensus fifth pick drafting Florida State Scotty Barnes last night. Now, this is definitely a risk for Toronto. You know, uh, just given the fact that, you know, you you look at uh, shot maker Jalen Suggs, you know, Suggs, he seemed like more of a seamless roster fit, you know, a safer floor, tremendous potential. But, you know, Masai Ujiri's Raptors have have always subscribed to the theory of drafting the highest upside available to them. So from that perspective, it's tough to nitpick them selecting Scotty Barnes. But that was a bit surprising because, you know, Suggs, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. You know, in any event, I tell you what, the defensive potential of, of a team boasting, you know, Barnes, OG, Anobi, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, that is one defensive core that you don't want to mess with. So I, I'll just say this. Big takeaway there, is I see what the Raptors are doing. I just hope that it doesn't end up nipping them in the rear end. Next, 
I want to talk briefly about the Golden State Warriors because the basketball world has been waiting for Golden State to make its move since the Warriors landed a, a, a lightly protected 2021 first rounder from Minnesota in the 2020 trade involving Andrew Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell. Now, that anticipation only continued to build once the lottery delivered the Warriors number seven and 14 picks. We all know Steph Curry is approaching the end of his extended prime, one year left on his contract. Clay Thompson should be back, knock on wood. We all remember what happened last year, right? Just on the, the brink of the first round selection of the 2020 NBA draft uh, when it was announced uh, that you know his lower leg injury would keep him out for the rest of the season. He'll be back after more than two years off. Um, Draymond Green, he's not going anywhere. You know, Despite two straight seasons out of the playoffs since KD's departure, Kevin Durant, this is still a team built really to win now. You know, and and for not much longer, though, you know, the, the, the time is now. So Jonathan Kuminga and, and Moses Moody are both high upside projects. But but, you know, those are exactly the type of intriguing prospects that rebuilding teams love. All right. So both players falling in Golden State's laps at number seven and 14. Man, I think they got so lucky. I love that, you know, and whether it's Bradley Bill, Damian Lillard or or another all star, you know, who is looking to see if the green grass on the other side is greener than the grass that they're currently in. Right. Um, Few teams are beating a package that could possibly boast, you know, well, I should say that could boast Kuminga, uh, Moody. And uh, 2020 number two pick James Wiseman with Andrew Wiggins' contract included for salary matching purposes. That's just really tough to beat. Okay. Um, And and then also, I got to say this, man, the NBA factory in Florida. You know, we often think of programs like Kentucky or maybe specific cities around the U.S. and Canada when considering where NBA stars are, are mostly manufactured, right? But I tell you what, Montverde Academy Prep School in Florida, it has to be in the conversation moving forward, folks. You know, that program has been home to NBA talents like Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, R.J. Barrett. That's just naming a, a, a few. Um, but it, the, the legend even went even even up a few more notches last night uh, because you, you look at the NBA draft Cunningham, Barnes, Moody, Dayron Sharp, all hearing their names called within the first 29 selections yesterday. You know, no wonder Montverde's 2019-2020 team went like, what, 25-0 and 0 with an average margin of victory of, get this, 39 points. That school in Florida churns out NBA talent, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, and I'm going with, you know, I'm always asked this every single year, so I always include it in my rundown the day after the NBA draft. Biggest reach of the night, Josh Primo to the Spurs at number 12. You know, the Canadian guard, he he was the youngest player in the draft. Uh, averaged just, what, eight points and three rebounds in 22 minutes. I don't know, though. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Maybe they see something that most of us don't. We'll see. Uh, biggest still, I'm going with Sharice Cooper to the Hawks 
at number 48. Uh, you know, impressive NCAA numbers. They were produced over a tiny 12-game sample. Um, I think that Auburn's foul-drawing machine projected as a perennial, a potential, excuse me, a lottery pick uh, before tumbling all the way down back to the second half, um, the back half, I should say, of the second round. Um, I think he could be a steal, man. I really do believe that. So watch out. Sharif Cooper playing alongside Trey Young, the dynamic Trey Young. All right. Final break. When we come back, I got a few people I want to call out concerning this whole Russell Westbrook trade to the Los Angeles Fakers. I mean, Lakers. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I would be remiss if I did not mention Franz Wagner, the brother of Mo Wagner. Franz Wagner was chosen by the Orlando Magic last night. Uh, Pretty high as well. That's right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Franz was chosen eighth to the Orlando Magic. How about that? Uh, uh, Wagner is the Wolverine's seventh first-round pick in the last nine years, more than um, any other program, which is darn impressive, okay? So I want to mention uh, Franz uh, going to link up with his, uh, his his big bro out in Orlando. Okay, I want to take you guys on home with this. The other big story... You know, in comparison to the Detroit Pistons drafting Kay Cunningham, was the fact that Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers from the Washington Wizards in exchange for Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, and the 22nd pick in the draft. With that being said, you know, I just kind of chuckled. As soon as I posted my take on this on Facebook, of course, the usual suspects came out. The LeBron lovers who just fawn over this dude, who lose their mind over LBJ. Uh, Ade, you know, I saw some comments coming from, let's see, uh, Ant, I see you. Vic, I see you. You know, um... Uh, Austin agrees with me. Austin, we're on the same page here. My guy, uh, Marcel, we're on the same page here. Uh, Carnell, he, he's loving this and said, you don't want it to work. Just say that. I mean, all you dudes, you just don't understand. So let me break it down. I, when I was watching the NBA draft last night and I, and I heard that headline roll across my screen, two things hit my mind. First off, of course, You know, just another big name being added to the Lakers roster. It's sexy. That's going to grab headlines. You know, Russell Westbrook's NBA career and his stats, they they stare at you and grin. They they certainly do. I mean, this this dude is a a former NBA MVP, right? I mean, he's a walking triple-double. He shattered numerous records due to those accomplishments. He's a nine-time NBA All-Star. Right, I mean, I mean, the dude has has done a lot, and he puts up great numbers. And I love Russ; he's one of my favorite players in the league because of his cutthroat mentality. 
He is an ultimate competitor. He is not out there to, to shake your hands and be your friend like Mr. LeBron James, right? Who is the poster boy for, for sharing is caring and be kind and all that stuff. That's not who Russ is. He is a killer. And I love players like that. Like MJ was, right? He's a dog. So it's a sexy headline. But how in the world does this make the Los Angeles Lakers a better team? It's not what they needed. You know, it just, it just, it makes no sense to me. You know, for starters, the Lakers' biggest weakness last season, and seemingly every season for that matter, is shooting. Specifically, three-point shooting. They were 21st in three-point percentage and 25th in makes last season. I mean, how does getting Westbrook help you in that regard? He's probably the worst high-volume shooter in the history of basketball. Don't argue with me. The numbers do not lie. Last season, he shot just under 32% from deep. For reference, if you need a reference there, I pulled up this. Dennis Schroeder, last year's starter, he shot almost 34%. If you thought the spacing was bad then, just wait until Brody shows up to the gym rocking the purple and gold. Two years ago, when Westbrook played against the Lakers in the playoffs, their defensive strategy, remember that series? And I went back just for reference, and I hopped on YouTube just to make sure I wasn't tripping, and if I remembered it correctly. You know how they guarded Russ? Well, they left him wide open every play. They dared him to shoot every time he touched the basketball. And it was a disaster. And Houston had shooters all over the court to, to help mitigate Westbrook's shooting issues, and, and it was still a disaster. And now he is going to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two elite players whose biggest weaknesses are what? Shooting the basketball. Does this make any sense? Another issue. They say, all right, Al, we know the Lakers have shooting problems. Okay, another issue with this whole Westbrook deal is his ball security. Westbrook has averaged at least four turnovers per game in seven consecutive seasons. Check this. Nobody has done that more than five times. And only James Harden, former teammate, has done that more than three times. And Westbrook also is an objectively terrible defensive player, despite what his reputation claims. I mean, Westbrook is not an elite defender. Just not, man. You know, the only time he puts effort, when I, when I, when I watch Russell on defense, and again, I love this dude because he's so competitive. And he is a dynamic player. But defensively, really the only time he puts you know, effort on defense is like to chase steals or, or rebounds. You know, um, I don't know. You know, one of his biggest strengths is scoring, but, you know, even that has his flaws with Russ because he can't shoot well. And now he has to occupy that same space with, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. 
out of all 34 players to average at least 20 points per game over the past four seasons, Westbrook is 33rd in true shooting percentage. In short, that's awful. What grade do I give that? I'm giving the Russell Westbrook trade to L.A. a C-. minus. The Wizards, you know, they, 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 they get a bad grade as well. I, I'll give them... Well, you know what? I'll do this. No, I'm going to flip this. I'm going to be more harsher. I'm going to give the Wizards a C-. minus. I'm giving the Lakers... Let's give the Lakers a Z. I'm going to give them a Z. A Z. That's right. No A, B, C, D. No, no, no. Not, not even in, in, incomplete. You know, you, you get a Z. We go all the way to the end of the alphabet. A, a Z. It, it's so bad that it does not even warrant a real letter grade. It's awful. Awful. And when it comes to the Wizards, the only reason I'm giving them a C uh, instead of a Z, you know, I, I don't know. You know, they traded the starting point guard, again, for a bunch of role players who, who don't quite fit the team. And a lower-end first-round pick, it, it, it could have been worse, sure. Uh, I don't know. This this is not good for anybody, I guess. Skip it. Give the Wizards a Z as well. I don't get it. I don't get it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here same time, same place on the Monday edition of the show. Be smart, be safe, and be easy, people. Mm-hmm.